Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. You know, as a Christian, uh, we many times have a conflict between the lower and the higher nature, between a conflict between the spirit and the flesh. You know, uh, God was so gracious in his word to give us glimpses into the lives of the great men and women that lived to show us how they dealt with the lows and the highs and maybe even how they got there. Jacob is one wonderful person to study. You know, he is known as the deceiver, and but he was transformed um, into Israel, which is known as the Prince of God. In the study in the history of the life of Jacob, we cannot doubt that in spite of all his human weaknesses, he was a chosen instrument of God. You know, this should give us such courage and hope that in spite of ourselves, God still chooses us. Remember, Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I have chosen you and I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. What a wonderful thing to remember as we look at Jacob's life to know that we are chosen as he was of God. The Thompson Chain Reference Bible tells us that there are two key truths shown us regarding Jacob's life. The first, it was the unhappiness produced by family trouble and polygamy. In fact, this is illustrated throughout his life, family trouble. And secondly, the transforming power of fellowship with God. Jacob, like many of us, had his highs and his lows throughout his life. We must remember that when we experience our highs and lows, that God still loves us. He still has a plan for us, even though we fail him and we fall short and we don't understand the direction sometimes our life is going. But you know what? God is in your lows and God is in your highs. And he doesn't love you any less, whether you're high or you're low spiritually. Jacob begins uh, in scripture with cheating and deception. In Genesis chapter 25, we read about the boys, uh, you know, talking about Jacob and his brother Esau, that how they grew up and Esau became a skillful hunter and he was a man of the open country, while Jacob was a quiet man staying among the tents. Isaac, the father who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah, the mother, loved Jacob. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country while hunting and he was famished. And he said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. And Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? What a lesson we have to learn here about the birthright as Christians. This scripture right here depicts how easy it is for us to settle for something so temporal, ignoring the eternal and the spiritual and giving up and just quit, you know, or maybe even selling out our birthright as Christians for something very temporal. But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him and he sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread, some lentil stew. He ate, drank, then got up and left. 
So Esau despised, it says, his birthright because he sold it for such just nothing but a bowl of stew, basically. How many of us Christians despise our birthright or never think twice about the great price that Christ paid for us when we were tempted to grab a hold of the temporal to give up the eternal? So Jacob goes on and he cheats his brother Esau out of his birthright and then he deceives his aged father when he pretends to be Esau and receives the blessing intended for Esau. So his cheating and deception compelled him to flee for his life from the anger of his brother Esau. And we wonder as Christians why we get in trouble and have to flee. Maybe we've sold part of our birthright as a Christian. The sad thing is, is his mother... Jacob's mother helps him pack and run, which also his mother had a hand in his deception. So one of Jacob's low points in his life is brought on by himself through his cheating and deception and causes him to flee. And then we see a high point when he experiences a spiritual vision and a vow at Bethel. It says that Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. And when he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. And taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. And so skipping on down to verse 15 of chapter 28, it says, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will never leave you until I have done what I have promised you. You know, what a wonderful thing to know that we, when we are at the very lowest of low points in our life, God keeps his promise to us, even when we cheat. Uh, maybe we're deceitful, maybe we lie, maybe we do something so uh, contrary to the Word of God, and, and, and then we wonder why we are at such a low point. And we should be at a low point. When we sin like that and our conscience bothers us, we should be grieved. It says here then that Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I'm taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tent. How many times have maybe we have made promises to God and vows, but have we kept them? Have we been faithful to God? At the lowest point in our life, and even at the highest point, God wants us to be faithful. Then we see another spiritual low in Jacob's life after Bethel through a romance spoiled by deception. When promised one wife of his dreams, but gets her sister instead. Jacob has a long and sordid struggle with his father-in-law and the jealousy that arose between the two wives. The life of Jacob makes you wonder what would have happened to him if he had started his life without the deception and the cheating. We do reap, beloved, what we sow. Even when we are called of God and want to do what is right, God exacts from us the repentance sometimes through our suffering. Then there is another spiritual high when the divine call comes to him to return to the promised land. He spends a night wrestling with God in desperate pleading, and he gains victory, and his name is changed from Jacob to Israel. 
and then he has an affectionate meeting with his brother Esau. But throughout Jacob's life, we see that his domestic trouble continues. He has 12 sons, and through parental partiality and the, and the brother's jealousy leads to Joseph, one of Jacob's favorite sons, being sold into Egypt. We can learn from the summary of Jacob's character qualities that he didn't start out too well. In fact, he was naturally crafty and deceptive, but he reaped the result of his own sin by being deceived himself. But then we see in Genesis chapter 28 that he again turns to the God of his father and that he was industrious when he worked hard for his father-in-law and that he was prayerful and that he was a man of faith, but he was disciplined by affliction when he thought his son Joseph was dead. Although Jacob did not start out too good, Scripture does record that he finished well. And that is what we need to learn from his life for our lives. That no matter how broken at first or how messed up we can uh, have our lives, we can end up very blessed and we can end up finishing well. And that, my beloved friend, is what God wants you to do. Finish well for the kingdom of God. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments or to request a copy of this program for an $8 donation, write Sue Taylor, 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850. Sue Taylor is a member of the KNEO team and a keynote speaker at several church and women's events throughout the four-state area. To book Sue for your next event, contact Sky High Radio at 417-451-5636. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's Five Minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day. We'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today?